Welcome back to the COS Business Podcast, the number one podcast in Colorado Springs. Our highlighted sponsor of today is Planet Duck. Well, today we have a very special guest, a dear friend of mine. We've known each other for about a, gosh, a decade, I would say. A decade? Uh, a decade. <laughs> nice, uh, okay. Mr. Gary Leon, what's up, brother? How are you? Yeah, I good. thought we were doing this in Spanish. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're putting subtitles up. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. This guy wants to do stuff in Spanish. Yeah, What's yeah. up, man? So for a lot of our viewers who don't know you, tell us a little bit about you and your story. Um, it's it's a cool one, but also I want to kind of range into like your career and what you did early in your career as well. Um, I went to school in Orlando for for audio engineering. And then um, I ended up interning at Atlantic Records, where before I at Atlantic, I interned like four years or three years at different studios, just learning the game. And then one day I got introduced to a and r at Atlantic and I started just following him around and just learning the business, learning uh, the creative part and just knowing the characters in the in the building. Um, so yeah, it was pretty- What's the, the A&R? Uh, A&R is the artist and repertoire. We pretty much, like sign artists from ground level to the artists that are popping and we just try to make the best deals possible that are uh beneficial for both parties um and we're in the creative process from from the ground uh from the ground up so we're in the studio we're connecting the dots we're putting plays together like we're just doing it all at, at nice. the same time do you scout out like talent from all across the country? Is that kind of what you mean with NR? Like, is it more like a, like think about sports, like you have like a scout who goes out across the country and just like finds mm. really good talent. Is that sort of some yeah. of the job as well? Yeah, basically pretty much. Yes. Yeah. How, do you, how do you do that? Like what, what does that involve? Um, going to shows, uh, being on the computer a lot because of technology, mm -hmm. uh, just searching for stuff, you know, having great friends, you know, that, that are, that have valuable information as far as like, which artists are like popping in the streets or buzzing. So, yeah. you know, it's all, it's a whole 360 view of it. It's not really just one way. It's like so many different ways that you could bring in the artists. Yeah. What got you in the music, man? It sounds like it's been something that's been a part of you for quite some time. And, um, shoot, since I've known you most definitely, it's always been a big part of who you are. Um, I was in Torrance, California, and um, before that, I was just like a nerd. Yeah, I wasn't doing too much. I would just go to school. And then my my cousin from my mom's side, um, there, there are a bunch of gangsters on that side. So he 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 played Tupac. I think it was Tupac or Bone Thugs and Harmony, one of the two, and automatically just fell in love with music from then from there. Nice West Coast music too. Yeah, yeah, all Cleveland West Coast. is. Uh the city that we come from. <laughs> it's bone thugs. How, how old are you? I'm uh, 31. Oh, 31. Yeah. I, I thought you were younger. You look like 22. Yes. I was like, yo, I'm surprised that. No, no, no. He's because I shaved. He shaved, I shaved his <laughs> shaved his beard. Now he looks like he's 18 again. That was actually my goal. So that's kind of funny. It worked. <laughs> that's awesome, brother. Well, it's it's cool because I know you have some roots back here in the Springs as well. Your father was like a big business mogul. You kind of have that in your blood. Can you tell us a little bit about like your family? Because I think. It's very inspiring to see like what you're, especially on like the the men in your family and what they've done. Yeah, um, and thank you for 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 acknowledging that. It is pretty inspiring, and I, I worked my entire career to to try to make them proud. So yeah, thank you for that. Um, the question one more time. So, you know, you've had an unbelievable father yeah. who passed. Like it's been two years or it's been a year now. I can't. Uh, a year. It's been a year now, and then you had an uncle who passed a few years back as well. And I've got a chance to meet them both when I was a little bit younger. And like just unbelievable guys, like business mm -hmm. moguls in their own right. They've partnered before with another one of your uncles and created some really cool, huge businesses. And just kind of want to unpack that with you because it's it's a really cool story. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. They were illegal immigrants from from Guatemala. They made their way over the border and you know they worked all kinds of jobs when they were younger from hair salon to to pizza delivery to newspaper delivery but um you know they they kept a, a tight niche between all of them and one day i think it was one of the brothers from guatemala came over and he's he's like yo i have this idea uh of uh having uh, uh the the people in in the united states like the 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 latin community transfer their money from the u.s to, to back to guatemala so that was the idea in the 80s and at the time i think it was the u.s postal office that had a, a full control on the on the market and i think they would charge like 80 dollars to 90 dollars per percent and i think at the in the 80s my dad and his brothers dropped it all the way to like 40 dollars so 
the, that meant that a lot of a lot more people could send money back to their to their countries to their families and you know provide support for for their third world countries you know so um yeah no it was crazy just you know just growing up it was kind of like richie rich style but um yeah it was inspiring and yeah uh the, the things that they were able to accomplish like from being illegal immigrants to sell to a public company in in 2008 and do all that like definitely amazing and now we're ready from our sponsors pinnacle advanced primary care pinnacle advanced primary care is a healthcare company do you know what they do yeah, so you just pay a monthly subscription. So essentially they help you have better health care, more affordable health care. Wow. That's pinnacleapc.com. Fast Signs. Fast Signs enhances your business visibility with custom signs, graphics, and marketing materials. Discover innovative branding solutions tailored to your needs at fastsigns.com. Cars Helping Charities! Cars Helping Charities. Donate your car and make an impact with Cars Helping Charities. Your donation supports various causes with easy free pickup service. Make a difference today at carshelpingcharities.org. And what charity are we going to use today? We're going to use Mattersville. Mattersvillevets.org, right? <laughs> Mattersvillevets.org. That's what we're going to use. Absolutely. Check them out, guys. They are a tiny house community based in Sedalia, Colorado, but they have locations all over, including other parts of Colorado. I think they have Hartzell as well that they just set up as well. Mm. Kansas locations, Florida oh, locations. Oh, yeah, Kansas the one. It's in Olathe. Olathe. Oh, I didn't even know. That's a hard one to pronounce for sure. Check them out, guys. 2000. I didn't know it was that recent. 2000. I mean... That's still 16 years ago, but that's yeah. that's quite recent, right? For them to sell something of that yeah. sort and that magnitude, yeah, yeah, that's that's so cool, man, and so inspiring. And then your um, I mean, your uncle Poncho had, like ended up doing other different types of business ventures and things like that. And he was in California, right? I think I've met him a couple times back in the day, but yeah. he he did a bunch of different stuff as well, right? Other than just the business with your dad. Yeah, um, he he has a, a vape company right now that that does really really well and. His real estate company, when the crash came in 2007, he had a, a good amount of cash on, on hand. So he bought in, in Vegas a, a bunch of homes. So those houses were, were $50,000, $60,000, and now they're worth like 200 250 So, mm -hmm. And plus he has the rental income. So, yeah. I could imagine probably even double than that, you know, potentially. Uh, well, I guess depending on the neighborhood. But yeah. Uh, he, he quadrupled on that. He was ahead of his time when it came to his thought process and where to put his money. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yep. Well, a little bit of backstory between Gary and me. I was best friends with his little brother, uh, Derek. Um, gosh, in our early twenties, um, late teens, early twenties, and uh, we became best of friends. So I just met Gary just by you know passer. Like whenever he come and visit, Gary was already in California when me and Derek were really close and getting to know one another. But what I've always always known about Gary, um, he's got that more aggressive personality. And when I was younger, I was kind of like that too. And Derek wasn't as much as like um, I would say Gary. So like whenever I met Gary, I was like, Oh, I like this guy. He's like giving me my crap back. And it's, it was always great, but you've always been able to find, um, a way into the things you want to do. And you've always been able to have really good mentors. So like, tell us a little bit about that story. You're in California, you're starting up in Atlantic and you also have your uncle Poncho as uh, like your mentor, right? Yeah. He, he pretty much told me everything to say, you know, it was like more than a mentor. It, it was crazy. He'd be like, yo, like, what's the feedback from your meetings? And he, I give him the feedback and he'd be like, yo, when you go back, uh, put the sentence like this and say it like this and oh, say okay. these type of words. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one thing that I just off the top of my mind, he's like, yo, just mention speed to market. So I was at a dinner with the CEO of Atlantic and I mentioned, hey, this is blah, 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 speed to market. And his face just lit up. Oh, okay. He's like, how do you understand that at your age? You know, this is like older type of stuff. And he started taking me more serious after that, you know. Like, but I mean, with like incredible knowledge, you know, like yeah, he wasn't yeah. just like a, a regular CEO that that, you know, gets the cars, gets the watches and, you know, shows off. He didn't have any of that stuff. Like when he got money. Uh, he went and educated himself even more. Like he went to mm. Harvard, he took the summer class, like those type of things. Man. But during during that time, like he he's just telling me what to say, and like my career is just like like exploding. You know, like That's I'm insane, doing man. everything that I want to do, signing artists, hanging around yeah. like all kinds of celebrities, and you know things like I was sitting in my basement here in Peyton when I was like 15, 14, and I could like imagine all this shit, but I, I never thought that it would come true. You know, like. 
And here I am like, holy shit, like that's Cardi B, that's Wiz Khalifa, that's Bruno Mars, like, you know, like that's mm -hmm. Joe Biden, even though I'm on the other side, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, still like, you know, I'm in the vicinity of really important people. And I'm like, holy Joe crap. Joe Biden had a rap career? No, no, he didn't have a rap career, <laughs> but uh, my artist uh, for his campaign, they toured with him okay. uh, with Common. So like he was oh, just- Oh, wow, yeah. okay. So my artist was on tour with him the whole campaign. That's awesome. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about you getting in the door there and like brushing shoulders with some of those more, you know, prolific people in our, I mean, not like you said, not even just hip hop, but just like in U.S. history. I mean, you got the president of the United States or vice president when you met him or saw him. Um, tell us about the experience because a lot of folks don't understand like to be around famous people all the time. And, you know, we all have different reactions. I'm a, I'm assuming when we see those types of people and some people might not be able to react the right way or some might seize the moment and, and you know, see them as normal people and interact with them. But tell us about that experience. I mean, when I was younger, I would definitely like fan out for sure. I'd be like, holy crap, like these are the people that I listen to. Like, you know, these are the producers that I looked up when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I know them by name. I know every record that they've done. And like, here I am in the studio, like, you know, hanging out with them, vibing out, creating music. So, yeah, no, it's a pretty incredible, like, experience. And, you know, as I started to, like, level up, like, I started to feel, like, more a part of their group. So I wouldn't get as, like, fanboyed out and I would be, like, more in the conversation and, you know, just just be, you know, one in one with them type thing. You know, being able to relate to them because, you know, once they get to that level, it just becomes a... A, a whole different ball game in the way you gotta ma maneuver and you know the way you gotta get your artist to perform so you have to learn a lot and just you know be able to <laughs> yeah. not, i wouldn't say outsmart them but you know just keep them together so that way they can keep delivering because it's a really fast uh, paced business and it goes up fast and it could come down fast too so it's mm -hmm. a it's a whole different thing but yeah being around them was incredible and you know i'm glad that i got to experience that for sure and you know i wish that everyone could you know because mm -hmm. it's uh when you get like uh when you get records and you know you're in the studio and you know they come out and they start to do well it's like one of the best villains in the world you know for like, sure yeah. yeah like it's it's almost like you know i hate to say it but you almost feel like a god type of you know type mm -hmm. of thing yeah well, everybody listen. I mean, we're talking about those types of people and everybody in the world's listening to it. And California is like the capital. I always say whenever I went to California when I was in my early 20s, we listened to music and it would be like new music. Man, never heard this, never heard that. And then like three months later, four months later in Colorado Springs, it, it'd be starting to pop up on the radio. And I'm like, oh, OK, that's why I listen to it because they're the trend center over mm -hmm. there. And to be around those types of people, I'm, I'm assuming is you feel like it's borrowed time, you know, just, it's incredible, right? Yeah, no, it is. Especially like, you know, you know, cause you never see things like this, you know, like when a person walks up the street and then people are just crowded around them taking pictures, you're like, oh my God, all this for one person, like, <laughs> for sure, wow, yeah. like really. Um, uh, a story that I'm uh, not afraid to admit, but uh, there was two artists and one of them was Roddy Rich and I forget the other one's name, right? Mm -hmm. um, I was with them for, for two years in the studio, not uh, on a on a personal, but I would be in the same studio as them. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I would say, yo, like Roddy's too quiet. He's never going to explode. He's not a star, mm -hmm. right? And then the other guy, he was wild, like bringing guns into the studio, liquor, girls, like like really uh, extroverted, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, there's no way Roddy's going to be a star fucking a year later. Uh, Down the below. Yeah, the, <laughs> the box drops and he's 10, oh, times, box, yeah, 10 times platinum. And you're like, holy crap, I was I was dead wrong, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he was there for, for two years, grinding it out every day in the studio. He wasn't messing around at all. Like, mm. you know, he he was really dedicated to his to his craft, you know? So when, when I seen that, I was like, yeah, anything's possible. Like, let me stop judging and, you know, let's just get to work because like, you know, like I, I really thought that he wouldn't make it and he was the one that did, you know? That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And I think like, especially being around creatives, my whole professional career, career um, everybody has their own methodology and how they get that creative juices going. And I can only imagine for music, like it's a myriad of different things, but I'm assuming smoking, drinking, or whatever the hell it might be. Um, what, break down like creative process. Was it kind of what we think? Like, or was everybody kind of different for how they got into their creative space because no. i know andrew like he's he has his ways of his cadence to getting in his creative space and same for even for me i'm i have creative sides to me too but yeah i want to know a little bit more about these 
these artists um it's not like the movies you know everyone thinks that it is but like 96 percent of the time it's super boring because the song is terrible <laughs> and you have to work through months and months of studio time to get to the even the best songs like they're they're challenging um i i've known of songs that that we worked on for two years that were like holy crap we're still like making changes to this song like you know so it, it's you know it's a challenge you know where um so most of the time like have you ever seen the biggie movie like yeah, where, yeah. where like puff daddy comes in and gives him like the two girls and blah 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 and then he makes a hit song like you wish that's that's what it's like but it's really not you know it's more mm -hmm. more uh not not as fun i would say yeah you have any fun uh stories with any celebrities that you care to share that they wouldn't mind <laughs> you sharing or i mean i've had some it's just crazy stories you know or it's just it's too crazy to share but yeah like had a lot of fun in my career and i'm sure they they keep having fun you know yeah, yeah. oh yeah for sure but um probably the one that stands out to me because he, he was my favorite person um was was a suede situation uh we were in east la and everybody was telling us not to go to the show because it's like extremely dangerous over there um so we're in there and suede performs we kill it like it's like 2000 kids and um next thing you know suede just leaves the party he's like yo bro you should leave um so i ended up leaving and then I think it was like 10 minutes later we get a call and they're like yo there was a shootout in the in the concert and like six uh people ended up passing away are and, you serious yeah like, yeah um one of my friends um who was the promoter of the party she ended up getting shot um and um i was right next to her the whole time so i know if i would have stayed i would have been right next to her when she got shot so i was like yo i'm super grateful to to make it out of there. And I'm not saying, you know, go to those type of parties, but, you know, like some wild stuff that, that you can live through and, you know, have, you know, uh, it's it's not good that people pass away, of course, but, you right. know, like, yeah, definitely a crazy situation. That, that was a, a story that stuck out. That yeah. Was, you know, that was yeah, wild. that's nuts for sure. And like for you, um, you have a story of you leaving like the house, right? And uh, like you you left and, and did everything on your own. Talk a little bit about that because, a lot of people out there who are with their families and maybe they feel like they have a need to support their families or whatever it might be, taking care of little siblings or whatever. Talk about like the, for one, it's definitely harder to go out on your own, right? You don't, you lo you're losing your support system, but two, like you have like this ultimate part of your life where you're just growing because you have to, or you're just not going to, like you're going to sink. It's either sink or swim, right? Yeah. And now we're ready for our sponsors. Planet Duct. So do you want to tell us a little bit about who Planet Duct is? Do you know who they are? Uh, they do, what do they do, air Andrew? Duct, air Duct Cleaning. Planet Duct is an amazing air duct cleaning company here in Colorado Springs. Most powerful vacuums. Most powerful vacuums? More, vacuums are more powerful than the vacuum of space. Franchise, franchise Succeed. All right, so Franchise Succeed is a company that takes mid-sized businesses and they help them expand them nationwide. Yeah, they help them become a franchise. A cool business for anyone who is looking to franchise their business and expand their business and scale their business. They have the resources that you need. Ron Burgundy. And, and you're Christine Applegate. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Neon, Neon Pig. Neon Pig Creative is a graphic design agency located in downtown Colorado Springs. They are artists, communicators, and lovers of our community. Their team provides branding, websites, design, and development, and print design with. It's so good, guys. I Check them out. Neon Pig Creative. They're great. They're Definitely. located in downtown Colorado Springs. Just. Uh, by Breakman's Burgers, it's a good spot. So check them out. They do really good branding. Yeah. Epic Eyewear. Epic Eyewear brings style and clarity with their affordable veteran-owned sunglasses. From polarized to sports eyewear, find your perfect pair with a lifetime warranty at epiceyewear.com. Redefine mortgages. So this company pretty much caters to their first-time home buyers, low credit scores, and more. That's true, they do. Yep. So start your journey with redefinemortgages.com. That's redefinemortgages.com. Exponential impact. Andrew, this is a sick spot that you got here, my man. Oh, I wonder what it is. What is it? It's exponential impact. Oh, what is that, man? This is so cool. Exponential impact is a startup accelerator incubator who really helps business tech businesses get the funding they need uh, to to really grow their their tech company. Exponentialimpact.com. Talk about that. Um, well, I wouldn't say that I didn't have any support. I definitely, my dad and my my mother were definitely uh, 
extremely supportive. Uh, but um, as far as like the rest of my brothers, I definitely left the house and, you know, I got thrown into the to the concrete jungle in Los Angeles from, you know, from the ghettos to, to the to the very expensive parts I experienced at all, you know, and it was definitely, you know, uh, a good experience, you know, and like learning from everybody from the smartest to the not the smartest, you know, like it's definitely... <laughs> Uh, a great experience especially in LA where everything is not as fast-paced as, uh, as New York but it's you know it's pretty savagey in Los Angeles <laughs> when it comes to the entertainment business and and everything around it so you have to stay on your toes and you have to learn pretty fast you know so man that's a great experience that's the scariest place I've ever driven in my entire life is LA so I don't know what you're talking about because it's, it's, it's not standstill like New York because New York standstill but like outside LA it's they're freaking crazy but that's actually i like the way they drive just because there's no hesitancy like with everything you that see they do. the report where it said that or la has the best drivers everyone says <laughs> la is the worst drivers but the report i've said, never seen that report yeah, i just look it up <laughs> bro freaking uh it, anywhere in italy danielle is behind the camera but like it's it's freaking nuts like i don't know how there was not a single accident they don't use blinkers sometimes they don't the highways don't even have lanes there was a part of the highway that didn't have a freaking lane. I don't use and people are just going either. like this. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand. And then they have mopeds in Italy. So there's like mopeds on the highway going in between, like hitting your car, brushing your car. And you're like, what the hell? We're going like 60 miles an hour. It's like bumper cars over there. It's I don't know how no one touches one another. I just don't. It's but it's like L.A. where there's a whole lot of concentrated people in one small space, and just you have to be a really good driver and you, you have to, have to commit driver. you have to be very aggressive <laughs> that's that's definitely true and it's definitely a whole different uh vibe than growing up in colorado springs and you went to high school here too right oh, yeah, i went to sand creek and uh colorado springs christian school oh ccs right yeah. right down the re street from uccs and we just had that shooting that took i don't know if you've been keeping up with that it was like three or four days ago there was a homicide oh, yeah. and they just double arrested, homicide yeah double homicide and they just arrested the guy who was out of detroit detroit yeah Man, and he was terrible. living there terrible it's crazy, man. And it's just, um, you know, the city's growing a lot too. And I know, um, you had a whole career over there in in LA and, uh, you've made your way back, uh, just cause some things with the family, obviously there's some deaths in the family and you've made your way back to Colorado Springs and tell us a little bit more about that experience coming back here and just like kind of making your way and just meeting new people and just forging your way to, to new networking and, and opportunities here. Uh, it's it's been a a great experience you know like just being in music it, like i said it's it's really fast paced and you don't get you don't get time to you you have fun but you don't get time to enjoy things mm -hmm. um so being out here I, i've had time to slow down and enjoy things a little bit more from like skiing snowboarding hanging out with old friends and just not you know just not being in in that fast paced kind of mindset so um, it's been great. And then also, like, like you said, you know, I've been able to meet some some incredible entrepreneurs out here that that I've been connecting the dots with, especially you, you helping me out, um, connecting, you know, some some amazing dots with the people in this town, you know, like, thank you for that. Um, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, um, just looking forward to connecting more dots and and um, helping people out, put them in, putting them in position to, you know, to win and, you know, just helping them with my experience, especially like the, the, the musicians, the producers and the songwriters out here. I definitely want to help them out on a, on a major scale. Cause I, I hear like terrible stories that no artists out here or no producers or no songwriters like really make it in the industry, but everybody out here is extremely talented. So it's like, yo, like, how do we, how do we as a city and, you know, as a team, like come together and make that happen? You know, we got to get at least one superstar um, out of this town, you know? Yeah. Well, we got uh, one Republic, I think, right? Yeah, but that was like 30 years yeah. ago. Yeah, <laughs> true that, true that. <laughs> hey, man, they're, they're setting it off with uh, Sunset yeah, Amphitheater. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like, that's one of, you know, they're a great band, but that mm -hmm. was, you know, they were popping 30 years ago. We, we <laughs> exactly, need, yeah, We yeah. need some new product, yeah. <laughs> now, th th this town, like, it gave me a lot of, uh, a lot of culture from different people because you have the army here. So yeah. when I was younger, I used to hang out with everybody from the jocks to the gangsters to the nerds to the country people everybody i was mm -hmm. always in touch with with everything and that's what gave me my 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 ear i, I believe was this town you know because i got to hang out with so many incredible people with so many uh different cultures you know and when i came to atlantic people thought yo he could only do hip-hop and r&b 
Um, and I work with this kid, Swaker, the child, and he he's a he's a he's a rock artist, and no one thought that I could do that, but you know I did. And then also did the the corridos, which is Spanish music, you know. And mm -hmm. you know uh, when I was growing up, I hated Spanish music, but yeah, yeah. over here you get a, a high volume of uh, Puerto Ricans and Cubans, so like you know they put you on to the to the salsa, to the reggaeton music over mm -hmm. here. So you know there's a, it's an incredible town for sure with you know amazing cultures. You yeah. gotta go to the Pueblo Chili Fest, and that's like the mecca of this really good Latino music from all over. It's insane. They have like six or seven tents going up all the whole time. Hundred thousand people come to it. It's a big festival. I don't know if you've if you heard of it recently, but it's, it's you introduced me to the lady at the at the event. I think. Oh, did I? Yeah, you which did. event? I don't even remember which one. Which event is uh, it? The 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 Terry Josiah event at his studio. Remember, because okay. doesn't isn't her boyfriend like the karate guy? Boyfriend karate guy. Maritza. Ah, oh, Maritza. Maritza. <laughs> yeah, we love them. They put on the best of the that's West Wing right? Fest. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's a different festival. That's oh. here in the Springs at the Mining Museum. Um, which, see that, by the way, guys, that's their third annual. It's coming up Yeah, coming soon. up. They're probably going to come on the show. Go check yeah, it out. Do we know the date? I think it's September. Uh, I don't want to mention because I don't know the September exact date. September. Yeah, 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 September. Yeah. The, this year, it's going to be awesome. Um, they're great people. It's at the Western uh, Museum of Mining and industry. Um, but this one is the chili festival in Pueblo and it's like, it's the whole downtown that gets shut down for it. And there's a lot of great music there as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's popping up everywhere. I mean, we have big mountain coming up this weekend too, to play over here. We have oh, yeah. mm -hmm. sunset amphitheater with JW and all that. We want to get him on the show oh, as yeah. well. That'd be great. Um, and they're just building out so many different venues to build up for the infrastructure, but you're right. Mm -hmm. And one thing that we didn't even know about from last show that Shama told us was UM, I think it's UMS. It's like a big, like, it's almost like South by oh, Southwest yeah. of Denver. Have you heard of that before? I want to, I want to go to it. I don't know if it's in March. It's a music festival, right? Yeah. It's a big music festival going on downtown Denver mm -hmm. and they had just like multiple bars and restaurants. I think he says there's like hundreds of participants in it. That might be something for you to check out too, just because the Denver scene is is great too, and I feel like they're kind of intermingling now. This springs well, Denver, yeah, they're right next to it, yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of getting that boiling point yeah. where we're gonna have like the next big whomever is gonna come out of somewhere in Did, these parts. Yeah. We'll talk about, and this, we're again going back to like the whole scouting thing. I, I'm kind of curious, like Anderson, like when you're looking at somebody, you go to a show, like what are you looking for? Is it like specific <clears throat> boxes you're checking off, or is it like instinctual? Is it a little bit of both? Like talk through that process as well. Um. Well, first of all, they, they have to be like, well, it, it transitioned a little bit. Earlier in my career, it was more about the talent uh, musically. And then as, you know, social media started to take over, you have to see like which person does well on camera and who doesn't, who can perform and who gets shy during songs. And, you, you know, like when a song transitions, when you're performing, right? Like most people stay quiet and then the crowd gets, you know, they, they get out of tune, you know, but if you're a superstar, a superstar knows how to transition from song to song and keep the crowd entertained, you know? Mm. So those are the type of things that, that I look for, but they don't have to be, uh necessarily like right there you know you could develop those things with Swaco, he didn't have that um in the beginning you know i had to go into rehearsals with him and you know cuss him out a little bit like yo stop being a little b like <laughs> stop being shy like grow up and no like that's the, that's the way that that i am in there you know um in the in the studio and in in rehearsals and um if you see a Swaco show now it's incredible like it's one of the best shows out there so you know it's it's a lot of hard work for sure like being being behind the scenes and doing those type of things you know it's that type of firm love we, we talk about this all the time our group of friends but that type of firm love do you find it like uh work very well for a lot of the artists i mean like hey man like step it up kind of like tough love do you feel like that's i mean it, it definitely worked for swaco right but like do, do you feel like that's been a good methodology for you um I, I would say yes but i learned to chill it out a little bit um because people like you know like they're also human and they have feelings as do i you know so um i, I understand that that method is not not always the best uh as far as like human emotion but when it comes to getting things done like in the army like that's all they do in the in the in the marines that's all they do oh, but yeah. if you look at their record they're getting shit done you know like mm -hmm. every day and you know i went to military school so that's where i picked it up from okay um and in my career um I would like if I got like, you know, fired my first year, then I would be like, yeah, that's, that it didn't work, you know, but no, it, it worked, you know, like at, at Atlantic, like the, the Atlantic office, they would have like 20 interns. Right. And at the Atlantic studio, which where I would go every day, I had eight interns. 
um, all of my eight interns graduated into uh, music industry jobs. They're vice presidents of Red Bull. They have their own companies. Like, they're in position. The uh, the interns at Atlantic that get talked to, like, hey, please do that. None of them ever got jobs. So, yeah. it, you know, like, to me, it, it does work. And if you look like, you know, like, like Phil Jackson, right, who I've been studying, like, oh, yeah. you know, like a maniac and Bill Belichick, who I've been studying even crazier. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone thinks that, that, that Phil Jackson is the Zen master and he's chill. Right. But yeah. if you go and look at his resume and interviews of other people, they're like, no, this guy's a savage, you know, like when he gets pissed off, like he's going to dig in there, you know, and give it to you straight. And anybody that, 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 that doesn't like that doesn't deserve to, to be there because we're in this to, to win championships, to, mm-hmm. to sell records, to, to you know to try to compete with the best in the world so yeah i think at a certain point you have to have that type of personality around to to be successful you also have to have the the counterpart to that too you know the the guy that grabs you and say hey it's going to be okay don't listen to him and <laughs> yeah you know? okay good cop bad cop yeah, <laughs> so you know it's a and it's a it's a whole thing you know it's a whole crew it's a it's a whole team you have to put together and really process the personalities and see how you're going to make them mesh together gotta give a little bit of tough love but if you reinforce it with actual love i think that always does good and like come back to them and i always find that uh you know that firm masculine love is very important and as long as you circle back being like hey i only do it because i love you and i believe what you can do and if if you're all in on whatever this is then i'm all in on helping you get there two different versions um one, if you do it to, to better somebody, then it's okay. But there's people that do it to uh, demean and to belittle. That's the part that I don't agree. I would never do that to, to anybody. I just do it to motivate them and to try to get them to the next level. But I, I hate uh, bullies and I don't mm-hmm. tolerate the... Because I can tell when someone's just being uh, the other way instead of, you know, like trying yeah, to actually yeah. trying to accomplish something uh, for, for the person that, that you're trying to to cultivate and develop. Yeah. Um, they just, do you know who uh, Cardone is? Um, big real estate mogul, huge real estate mogul. Um, and then Jordan Belfort, which is the the yeah. guy who, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, they had a podcast like four years ago and uh, Grant went on there and was like super abrasive to Jordan. And it, they're just talking like normal sales tactics. And like Grant was like giving him like a crazy like runaround of like of Jordan. Jordan was the host. He was asking questions to Grant and Grant was just like kind of questioning him back and kind of being belittling. And uh, he recently just came out and said, like, hey, that was probably not the right way for me to go about that. But I come from a world of scarcity and like everything I got in my life was I had to like really like grab and, and grab from for myself. And I realized now that I don't have to be like that. I can be a little bit more softer with my approach with people. And especially like he wasn't into like collaborating with other people. Mm-hmm. Like at that time, he just saw Jordan Belfort as competition and kind of like this was like a head to head versus type of thing as opposed to like they're just on a podcast and talking about sales and they can collaborate and talk about strategies and it doesn't have to necessarily be who's better than who. And I thought that was a really cool concept because that was like a long time for years where they kind of are like this for, you know, who was right, who was wrong kind of deal. And did you, I think if someone tells you you're, you're wrong though, you kind of want to double down though. So I think that's what he did is he doubled down yeah. in, that, <laughs> in that kind of situation. I think it's an ego thing too. Cause I mean, a lot of us, especially when we have success or whatever it might be like, and someone tells us we're wrong we don't know who the heck they are. We're like, who are you to tell me I'm wrong? Like, look, I've built in my life. And they have that confirmation bias of like, well, I don't know what you know, but I know what I know has got me to where I'm at today, you know? And so it's interesting. You're right. It is kind of like a dance when you're dealing with people. And that's like your whole career. You've been dealing with people. That's what your uncle Poncho taught you, like how to deal with people, Mm -hmm. you know? And my dad, he was, uh, he was verbally like aggressive, like probably like 10 times more aggressive than, than I was. So like dealing with him, like it, it taught me, how to deal with, with with artists, you know? And once I deal with the artists, like I came back and I was like, damn, like my dad is easy compared to these guys. You really? Know? <laughs> yeah. Like these artists are insane, you know? Yeah, <laughs> artists, yeah, are insane for sure. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, as a marketer, uh, I loved always talking to our East Coast clients and everybody knows East Coast folks are like notoriously like fuck, like blunt in your face. Like uh, you yeah. think Donald mm-hmm. Trump, that's like all of them. They're all like, they, they answer the phone at a high pitch, like, Hey, like they, like they have an intense energy about them. And I love that. I've always found those are the best people to, for me personally to be around because then I can just give it to them straight. There's no run around of whatever. And they get a lot done. And I think that's like when you're in the fast paced environments like that, you have to get a lot done, right? It's, 
it's sometimes it's just what you have to do, man. So yeah. you've been around all that stuff, huh? Yeah, no, definitely in survival. They put you in survival mode. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. for sure. Um, well, your brother Derek was, I mean, you've have a whole family of just like different types of business moguls, right? Um, Derek was one of my best friends uh, for a long time. And he was so, uh, he is such a risk taker. And everything he did. And that, I mean, your dad was like that too. And everything he did in life. I mean, we go to the casinos, like they're like everything they do, they like, they had that rush. They wanted that rush to take risks. Um, and Derek did some amazing things in his life as far as like day trading. And I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that, but he's had some really cool mm -hmm. accolades as well. I've seen uh, some of the clips about him too. Yeah. Actually. Before yeah. he passed during COVID 2020, uh, October 21, before he passed, talk a little bit about like Derek and like his legacy, because it was such a beautiful one, even for such a young person yeah, no of course he, he had a, an amazing career a lot of ups and downs and uh me and my or i forget who i was talking about about my brother but um um we were highly competitive against each other and uh, it was my mother um she she asked me if i respected uh derek as a business person and i said no um i told her i was terrified of him i was extremely scared of him it, which is a level above respect you know mm. like because okay. he, like, yeah. like like you said you know like he was a risk taker you know like um and yeah he he, he had his ups and downs but go, going back to it like he never like stayed down you know like he 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 figured out a way to to come back up and you know th that's why like you know like it's an, an uh, an incredible like you know story behind him and what he did you know because like he, he could have went left and you know most people do go left when when shit goes when shit goes down the drain but he he got himself out of the pit and really hustled really studied and he took a, he took too many risks but you know like it ended up paying off but yeah um extremely sad story for him to 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 pass away at such a young age i feel like if he was here today uh, I would feel sorry for for anybody who got in his way because he would have learned so much and uh, he would have been extremely assertive and he would have got uh, a lot of things done. And he learned a lot from, you know, from the market whooping his butt, you know, like yeah. mm -hmm. uh, he and uh, I, I just seen it because like you say, you know, when you're trying to identify artists, you you see a certain type of energy in, in their eyes that, yo, they want it. They want to make it. And. The last time that I seen my brother uh, come out of the the hole, I just knew that he was going to do some damage, um, and it was just it was just terrible uh, with COVID what happened. But if it wasn't for that, um, no doubt in it my was. mind he would have he would have been killing it still. Yeah, if I if I could think of any word, and we haven't necessarily talked with with me on camera about Derek Leon, but um, it's just winter. He taught me uh, a long time ago, like what it actually takes. It's one thing to dream and have the gift of gab and be able to be like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. For me, like he actually took the risk and he taught me to like follow somebody else. And like he took the risk full on and we both did that together. It's probably why we're such good friends is because I was like, this person's serious about whatever we want. Like mm -hmm. he's like, we wanted to do a food truck. He had a food truck ready for me in like a week. We wanted to do like this, uh, video vending machine kind of red box thing. He had something ready like within a couple of weeks. He, yeah, he, anything he wanted in life, he went and he won, he went and grabbed it. Um, working out when we first met, I was the buff big one with between me and Derek. And uh, he was buff he's, too though, right? Oh, he got way bigger than I, oh, I ever Oh, because did. you got buff, he got buffer? <laughs> uh, he was bigger already just in general. Oh, okay. He was a bigger person. <laughs> so like his upside was unbelievable and he didn't play sports as much as like me so he had like no pre-existing injuries and so he really took off and dedicated his life to like fitness and dieting and just having a healthy life and like his whole like uh outlook on life was just taking things and, and seizing like you just said about your brother like he sees things um and it was a beautiful spirit to be around it was just uh he was motivating for me to be around, you know, all those years. And he helped me sure along my way to being like, okay, not just talk about it, be about it. And, you know, I, I always appreciated that. And I mean, like you said, he, his life got cut too short. Cause like I would say today, like we always had this kind of competition to him and I, but like, man, I mean, the things he'd be doing today would be just unbelievable. And yeah. those are the things you need. You need people to motivate you and to be that competition and be like, all right, like, I love you. But at the end of the day, like, I'm still competing with you. I still want to kick your ass at whatever it is in business or whatever. Um, that's, that's a beautiful thing. And you have those people in your, in your family. And it's just like, it's, 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 I mean, your sister too, you know, Leslie, she's doing her thing and she's very business savvy as well. It's just like, 
your 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 dad um you just taught a lot of those great qualities within your family wouldn't you say yeah no, of course not he did um and i think it was one of derek's friends that that acknowledged that in one of his uh videos he was like yo these guys they have you know they had some good uh upkeeping and you know some good you know knowledge for for young kids you know so yeah my dad definitely did a did a good job of raising us all for sure and he he stayed on us he was very tough you know like yeah he but now that I think about it, I was like, oh, that was nothing uh, compared to, to the rest of it. But yeah, no, um, incredible guy for sure. And my sister, yeah, doing super well with her concrete company. Nice. And thank Is you for- Is it here in town? Yeah, it's in town. Okay. Um, they, they have about six, seven employees. They're, they're bringing in some, some, some okay cash and, you know, like they're getting some new accounts thanks to, to Marcus. Oh, you know, okay. yeah. Marcus yeah. is a genius when it comes yes, to the, is. to the marketing and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the emails and all that stuff. So because of Marcus, I think my sister got a new lead. They met with them and I think they're about to do a, a new business deal. Mm -hmm. The name of my sister's company is uh, A&R Concrete. So you have a you are one of the most random people I've ever met in my life in a lot of ways in your random free time. But you recently um, bought some Crocs. Yeah. And whenever okay. I whenever I hear a video or see a video from you, it's it's a crocodile. You're taking a video of like your crocodiles in your living room. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? So tell us what are you doing. Hold what on, you, not the shoe. <laughs> what? Uh, you, I thought you, he bought a pair of Crocs. <laughs> uh, crocodiles, got, people. Okay. <laughs> I got uh, four dwarf caiman alligators at the house. Okay. Yeah. So should have um, brought one. I, I should have. I thought about. Uh, I was gonna bring the little baby one, but I don't want to like freeze it to death. Yeah, those things are That's super sensitive. That. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, I was like, I was smoking <laughs> weed one day. And my last name is Leon, right? So uh -huh. in Spanish, it's, it's uh, in English, it's Lion, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, this documentary on, on TV, there was two big ass lions crossing a river. And me, my whole life, I've been like, lions are kings, I'm a lion, you know, whatever. Okay. And then this big ass croc comes out of nowhere and just devours the, the, the lions, right? And then the lady in the documentary says, these lions are no longer kings here. And I was like, dang, that is the dopest thing I've ever heard. Hopefully you're not foreshadowing, bro. <laughs> like, what if your crocodiles kill the lion, the Leon? That, yeah. that would not be good. That would not be good. <laughs> my sister and my brother would be very happy, though, because... Okay. No, <laughs> um, so I was on a... Not a not a date, but I was hanging out with this girl. And I walk into this shop and I see the the two big uh, alligators, scales and tails. And I'm like, yo, I have to have one of these. Like, I have to. <laughs> so me, like, I don't care. Like, I'll walk in anywhere, no permission, nothing. So I go straight to the back and to, to the order. I'm like, yo, how much for these things? He's like, $2,000. I was like, yo, I'll give you the cash right now. He's like, you can't take it right now. You have to have some type of training. I was like, yo, uh, like, whatever, bro. Like, I'll yeah, come yeah. back in a week. So I kept calling him, calling him, calling him. And he's like, fine, bro. Like, I'll sell them to you. He's like, I'll give them to you for X amount. So within a week, I had them at the house. And yeah, like, I've been, <laughs> That's been, dope. been chilling with them ever since. But yeah, okay. the, the reason I got them is because these things are extremely scary, yo. Like, no matter if you pet them, you give them food, you give them love, guess what? They're still going to snap at you. Cold reptiles. Cold-blooded. <laughs> yeah, cold, cold yeah you no know, heart, nothing. They don't care, nothing, yo. Like, so, like, in the beginning, I was tremendously scared to pick these things up. But then I was like, yo, I got to get over this fear, oh, okay. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And eventually, like, yeah, I got close to them. And now I could pick them up, like, throw them at people. Like, you can throw them <laughs> at people. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But no, it, it helped me with the fear. That's why I really got them in the beginning. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Okay. Was that something you felt you you wanted, you were struggling with? That you What, what was the, the, the reason why... You wanted uh, to do that. Just like mental blockages and some fears, you know, because like he said in the beginning, like I'm a little bit more introverted. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, yo, like whatever makes my my heart like, you know, pumping makes me scared. Like I got to take over these things, mm -hmm. you know. So like that was one of the things that I was like, holy crap, even a, a little gator this big will, will put the fear of, of God in you, you know, mm -hmm. when it starts snapping at you. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I just I, I had to get over that fear. And e even this, like the podcast, like I, I haven't sure. done one of these. In, in 10 years you know so like yeah um yeah no, and it can be nerve-wracking for yeah, sure yeah, especially because right. we got cameras and lights and everything no, for sure. <laughs> it, it is nerve-wracking in the mm -hmm. beginning i was scared as shit yo, i like, feel you yeah, yeah. Not facts but um yeah no it's been an incredible experience with the gators it's definitely helped me for sure nice <laughs>
Yeah, it's it's cool to see like the videos. It cracks me up though, because he's just hanging out That's with cool. the Gators. Like, I literally thought you said Croc. Like when you said Crocs, I'm like, okay, he bought some shoes. Cool. Actually, alligators. They're gonna get like six feet. Oh, I can't wait. So you're back here now. You've been scouting out some things, and especially in the past six months, you've been really getting connected. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that and, and getting involved. It looks like specifically in the Colorado Springs scene, right? Um, just meeting with like different, you know, entrepreneurs. I got a chance to talk to Stephen Cooper, who ran uh, Warner Music, and I believe before Warner Music, he awesome. was at Co uh, Coca Cola. Um, pretty, pretty big guy. You know, he's somewhere in the middle of the mountains in his big ass castle. You know, just enjoying life right now. But it was an incredible uh, conversation. You know, he's a great, great guy, really smart guy. You know, like. Um, I was talking to him about my challenges and he kind of told me, he's like, yo, there's no challenge that you can't, that you can't handle. He was like, yo, you, you're made for this, you know? And like, um, I, I was thinking like, yo, like, you know, it's too much to handle. And this guy's like, yo, that it's nothing. You know, I'm like, yo, this guy literally ran like 7,000 employees and he's telling me like, that's nothing, you know? So I'm just like, yo, like, you know, it's a great conversation and very inspiring, you know? So glad to connect with him. And, um, you know, it's been a bunch of other people, you know, some guy with some McLaren that owns some spa, like I forgot his name, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has like a bunch of nice cars. He was cool. You know, um, also Clint, he has a, a great real estate company that, that, that's doing well he has a gym and he's an entrepreneur out here he's a pretty cool guy you know he he does his workouts he he's amazing what sure. gym um forgot the name bro. is it accolade yeah, accolade is it i I, uh, I know that's a privately held one that has multiple locations that's pretty big here yeah then i connected with my homie don that owns the ultra flat black i think uh oh yeah i've yeah. never been there have you yeah. heard of that place mm -hmm. he has cool. some some amazing talent passed by there um oh it's a club or something uh, it's like a little bar, and uh, I think it's like a showcase room. Ultra, like, that's over off of uh, by uh, the by downtown, kind of. Oh, downtown. Okay, yeah. okay. I thought I was thinking something else then. Yeah, but um, who else? I connected with Derek from Street Champs. He was pretty cool, and um, Josh from Buku Loud, who I think has the the best dispensary in town. So yeah. <laughs> he's got that loud. <laughs> yeah, he got that loud. <laughs> yeah, no, some some cool people around here. Um, met this other guy just randomly i bought a, a soccer field um and um you so bought I, a soccer field yeah yeah okay um, <laughs> so, so so um the guy that i bought it from he had a, a 200 acre ranch right so when i pulled up he had a nice house and then he had a uh what are those things a hanger with three planes in it oh, right okay, and yeah. i was like yo holy crap like who are you and I was like, yo, you must have you must have ran ran drugs for the cartel or something. There's no way that that, <laughs> that 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 you can own this, right? You have three jets in the hangar, a nice house, and you know, a nice amount of acreage. So he's like, No, bro, I'm actually the ones that that shot down the cartels. My job was to go up in the air and shoot down the 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 guys that delivered from no from the yeah, from the countries into into the US. His job was to shoot them down, bro. And I was like, Holy, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's, That's freaking a wild nuts. Job, dude. Yeah. And if you look at like this guy builds uh, uh, jets from scratch, like he'll make his own parts and everything. Oh, bro. that's like, freaking yeah. awesome! So I was really intrigued. I love people like that. Yeah, yeah. I was really intrigued by this guy. Yo. And like he had, like when I walked into the hangar, he had uh, five Ducatis, but they were from like the forties or whatever. Oh, that's all even cooler. Worth, like two hundred yeah. grand. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Now this guy was incredible. Yo. Like here he in the Springs. Yeah, here in the Springs. Okay. Like older guy. Okay. When I first got out here. Um, because one of the, the the executives at Atlantic, he sold a company for, for a nice amount, like over 300 million, right? Um, and right before he went into to, to company mode where I'm going to build it and sell it, he took a two-week class with, with uh, I think it was the Navy SEALs, right? So when I came out here, I actually reached out to the Dragon Man and because they they, they referred him, I was like, yo, I want to came, uh, come hang out with you and just learn a couple of things about, you know, some of the knowledge that, that you possess type of thing. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. You know. Yeah, he's a wild man, dude. Yeah. That's did he get back to you? Um, I, I didn't follow up, but he did answer the phone and I did talk oh, to okay, him. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. I just forgot to follow up. I, yeah, the follow-up is a, is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I feel you, man. Yeah. You're making big waves already, man. It's, yeah. it's really cool and really impressive. And again, he's linked up with some people like Terry Josiah and just other people in, in town who are doing things and being involved in the community, which has been really cool as well. Yeah. Um, what's next for you, man? I know there's a lot of um, options for you. There's a lot of things... They're coming your way. A lot of opportunities for you, and you're probably just weighing them now. But do you have a 
um, an idea of what's next for Gary Leon? Um, I, I don't want to work for anybody else, that's for sure. So as far as being back in the major label system, I don't think uh, I'll go there, even though it would be beneficial and, you know, extremely nice. But I think with what my uncle and my dad left me with the knowledge that I should be able to do it on my own. So just, you know, just looking at different opportunities, you know, that, that you've brought along as well. And, um, you know, I had an opportunity to, to, to do a deal with the Gator Farm. Um, and I still do. I just haven't closed it out. So that, that was a great opportunity. Obviously, you with um, with the Reagans, you know, and, and the yeah. switchbacks like that. That was incredible. Um um, but yeah, just seeing what lands in my lap and, you know, just trying to double down on, on, on anything that comes down. But for now, um, just, you know, overlooking the real estate and making sure that that we're upkeeping everything, making sure that, that everything is running tight. And just like I said, when something falls in my lap and I feel like it will be beneficial and I feel like I could promote the, the shit out of it, then, yeah, I'll, I'll take it on. But, yeah, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of good businesses that, that have fallen in my lap recently, especially with like the network and the friends that that I have. Like you, you've talked to, to Yoshi. That guy brings me like 10 ideas every day. And he's connected with everybody in New York, yeah, which is extremely crazy. You know, he he had me on the phone with little Dirk's manager for an hour and I, I never knew little Dirk's manager. And we were on the phone for like an hour just talking about life. And now I know little Dirk's manager because of uh, Yoshi, you know, like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Connections are weird. It's, it's interesting how that yeah. like as I've progressed through life, I've you're always just like one or two connections away from anybody is how I feel. And it's, it's wild. <laughs> Honestly, like connections is what got me and kept me my job, you know, cause I had the, the connections to Spotify, to YouTube, to, to everything else, to where I didn't have to rely on the building to, to get me in those positions. You know, I could do it by myself type mm -hmm. of thing, you know? So, you know, the, 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 I forget my, my uncle used to tell me in the beginning, your network is your net worth. Yeah. And, you know. mm -hmm. That's true. Well, bro, we're getting ready to wrap up, but, um, what else? Is there anything that you want to share? Um, and if you do, that's your camera right there, feel free. Um, but it, is there anything on the map for you? And if not, then just give whatever you want to that camera as far as Instagram handle, anything you want to give to that camera. It's your moment to um, no, just follow Gary G Leon on Instagram. Shout out to my homie at ultra lounge and to all the entrepreneurs. Shout out to, to Marcus with the incredible podcast. I can't wait till it gets a hundred million views. Ooh, oh yeah. So that way I could get 20% of it. I'll be the manager. <laughs> can't wait for that. Yo. No, um, thank you for having me. And thank you for all the plugs that, that you've connected in the city, bro. You're an incredible guy. And I wish nothing but positive energy for you. And your for Thanks, you man. and your friends and your family for sure awesome thank you so much man for coming on this has been an awesome episode oh and yeah we'll see you guys on the next one